Glenn Powers here. My name is James Pikeway. Here we go. It is podcasting time, and we are coming to you from the PowerWorks Garage. It is the PowerWorks Podcast. And if you're listening to us on Talk 100.3, welcome to the program. If you're watching us on YouTube, welcome to the program. And if you're just listening to us on Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcast, great to have you along. Share, tell people what you're doing. Send us some questions and we will obviously respond. Glenn, great to be back in the garage. How are you doing? Yeah, it feels like a long, it's been a long week since the last time we recorded. <laughs> a really long week. Well, I, I noticed some things have not changed. The Camry graveyard up the street from the garage no, no. Is, is, is packed. What are they doing with those? I don't know, but they clean them. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the municipality don't have that. If you've got dirty cars outside, they'll come and give you a... Yeah. Seven day removal notice. Exactly. So they've got clean taxis that have been decommissioned. And this became this becomes an interesting question because I was thinking about my son. And you and I have been going back and forth with my son in Canada who is looking to acquire his first car. And, you know, look, he's he's in his mid twenties. He's started to realize that there are situations where you need a car. And, well, public transport is effective. An hour and a half on a bus, somewhere that could take you 20 minutes by car, is just no longer economical. So he starts sending me some notes. And I looped you in because he doesn't believe anything I say. (laughs) (laughs) Ask you anyway. Don't pay attention. he's, He's asking me, but, you know, really... Does he believe me? No. And it was interesting because he came up with three vehicles. He said, dad, I found these three vehicles. They're all about the same price. Love to get some feedback. And so my wife is ecstatic because we got a son who's asking questions of his parents. So, you know, this is yeah, the, the system works. Yeah. This is a good day. We've, we've, we're literally living the dream. So he says, okay, dad, here's the three vehicles. And, and they're all of the same price a couple of years apart. So they're, they're in the same zone. It's got a Toyota Prius, Prius, which instantly I cringed, but mm. okay, okay, Prius and he, you know, and, and he had some logic and we'll go through the logic in a second. A Hyundai accent. And he threw into the mix a Nissan Versa at the, at the end. And he said, okay, these three vehicles now just to update things, the Prius is no longer in the game because Good. it's gone. Good. But what, what do you do when you're going to, you're thinking about getting a car. First thing he does is he talks to all his friends. I don't know who his friends are. I can only imagine they're about his age. Yep. And they have varying degrees of poor advice. Uh, my first response to him was, hey, have you looked up the the service ratings? Have you gone to the Edmonton report? Have you gone to the AAA report or the CAA reports in Canada? And have you just looked up basic things? And I said, you know, first thing, this is, these are all utility cars. Like none of these are luxury cars. None of these are going to, you know, make you go, ah, they're your first car. And all I'm concerned with at this moment, as he's talking to me is how much is it going to cost you to put tires on it? How much is it going to cost you for a service? How much is it going to cost you when it breaks down? And how often do they break down? And are you going to be able to get it fixed? Yeah. That's, that's, that is my first concern when I'm, lo- I'm looking at a car. Then I'll start looking at the other things. My second suggestion to him was, son, you got to get out there and sit in it and see what you think. Because everyone's got a feel. But if you don't like the way it feels when you look at that instrumentation on the dash, you're done for. So a lot of talking for me here. But 
I looped you in because the boy needed a third party and you know, a mechanic, someone who sees a lot of cars, of course you see them broken, but you see cars, you're driving around in cars, you have a feel for them. And we, so we actually ended up having a conversation. I thought, you know what, let's bring this conversation here because we're in Dubai. What are people doing? They're buying used cars because they need to get from Sharjah to Dubai or Dubai to Abu Dhabi or to Umal Quain. People got to get around. They need runabouts and they're not going out to buy a new car. Although Skoda highly recommend it at a great Definitely. price, but people are buying used cars. So let's, let's jump in three vehicles. Your, your thoughts on them as they come into, to where you are here at the garage, the Hyundai, the Toyota and the Nissan. What were your thoughts? Well, you hit me with the Nissan after you told me about the Prius and the accent. Yeah. So I think with those two options, the Prius and the accent, there was only one response I could give you, and that was accent. Yeah. Like, so many reasons well, so what, why. Oh, so, so why, I mean, Toyota, great badge, hybrid, great for, you know, my, my son's looking at it and he's going, Dad gas economy in the city and i did write back to him false economy son it gets yeah. it's 26 kilometers on a battery that's it so yeah i mean i i i don't have any i i don't have a my my opinion on the prius and most hybrid cars is is not a good one mm. i don't have a good i i don't like I don't like what they sort of self-righteously pretend to be. Like there's so there's there's still internal combustion, and there's batteries and motors, you know. Like and it just the cost of ownership is higher. Potentially, if you have a catastrophic failure of an engine, an engine's an engine. But if you have a catastrophic failure with a battery, that's something you can't get on an internal combustion engine. So, so this was my first question and the first thing I went and looked up because I've had a battery issue on a hybrid. Yeah. This, this model, your model was a 2017. Yeah. And my first question is, okay, how long do the batteries last and how much to replace it? Third party repair on that battery replacement, $1,300. And I went, that's third party. Yeah. And that's if you do. And it's it's repair, right? I think it was, maybe it was a reconditioned one they're putting in or something. And that was if you did it yourself. Yeah. And so I'm going, if that's 1300 third party, you're looking at a couple thousand dollars to put a new battery in that thing. If you're going to the agency and I thought, okay, I'm looking at the mileage on it. And I'm looking, they're saying about a hundred thousand kilometers, 120,000 kilometers, you need a battery change. And I'm looking at what, where the mileage was, you got 30,000 kilometers before you're going to have to do a battery change probably. And I said, I'm saying to myself, that's a lot of money that you're going to have to fork out in a couple of years time. Cause you're going to want that car to last you for, you know, a good three, four or five years. Is that economical? I don't, uh, for me, it isn't. Um, uh, you see, it's not just that though. It's the fact that I don't see what the benefit is. You you know so in so he's in Canada yeah I think, you know pretty safe to say he's in Canada a lot of the time it's cold mm. a lot of the time it's warm but a lot of the time it's cold so the heating's on so as soon as you've got the heating on and you're running then in the summer with the AC on the engine has to be running anyway more than normal it's, you get the extremes there where 
you know you just for me they're not a good option i think they i think they i think it will be it will be eventually one of those things that we look back on maybe almost like the r12 situation refrigerant gas where we think why 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 do <laughs> why we do, do this yeah, you know, yeah like it, it, the 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 mining the the process of just creating the materials to create the battery to then ship it around the world and back and forth and build a car and then ship it to the market it's going to be so it just it just doesn't make any sense to me and obviously you know it's if you're doing 26 kilometers on just battery charge that's only at limited speeds that's right. around the city yeah man. which is great but then all you are is just quiet and knocking people down <laughs> so i just you know it's it's yeah they're just not something that appeals and you know what as well it's also also first gen when you start looking at this 2017 we're 2023 yeah this is first second gen of that yeah, I mean, tech. Those, those those prius things were were around like a lot they, they, they might be getting on for nearly nearly 15, maybe nearly 20 years eh, since they mm. first launched the Prius. And the idea behind it, just like the idea behind electric cars, I think was a pure one. Yeah, I think the idea was, you know, it's, it's not a deliberate con. I think it's a blind eye, if you like. People believed. But surely there's got to be reason now to understand that mm. this, this, this is not cool. Like, we, what are we doing? Why are we? <laughs> now, we have hybrid taxis here. Most of the ones I get in the warnings lights on for the hybrid system and the engines running, they're never you know the the, the motor's never running. Well, that that's the, the Camry fleet. There's a bunch yeah, of hybrids in there. Yeah. They're clean. They're down the block. If you're at PowerWorks, yeah. But uh, they're they're ditching them. Yeah. I mean, for me as well, I I, I just think most Toyotas are overpriced for yeah. what they are. Now, here's the one thing that it's that economy is you look at these Toyotas, you look at a Prius, they're nice inside. Like they, they're fairly well appointed. They're yeah. fairly they're, comfortable. They're a, they're a modern, it's a modern take on a car. And, and so they're appointed in yeah. such a way. So it, it makes you feel kind of good. It doesn't feel like you're off the rack economy ride. And I think that became, and it probably is, and I'm reading it between the lines with first time buyer here thinking, Hey, you know what? I'm buying a, a cheap car an inexpensive car, but it doesn't feel inexpensive. And I think that sits in the back of someone's mind. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think, I mean, if, if you were to take, what was the accent? What year was the accent? Uh, the, the accent was three years newer. So it's like a 20, 20, uh, 2020, I think or okay. 2019. Uh, and, and it was, uh, 30,000 kilometers on the clock instead of 70,000 kilometers. So, or maybe it was 2017 and the Prius was 2013, maybe it was something like that. So it's, you know, and the mileage was the other thing. Prius was 70,000. As I said, the accent was 30,000. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I obviously said get the accent. And I also remember that the accent was younger yeah. than the, the Prius. And, you know, well, here's the thing though. He's talking to everyone about these cars, right? Because what do you do? You ask, hey, you drive a car. What do you think? Everyone's going, don't get the Hyundai. Steer clear of the Hyundai. You don't want a Hyundai. At all costs, don't get a Hyundai. And I was actually talking to him yesterday. And he said, look, I'm going to go check this thing out. But he said, dad, just for the record, you're the only one saying Hyundai. And I write back, don't forget Glenn. He writes a question mark. <laughs> Glenn, that car guy, remember we, I looped him in on you? 
oh yeah, you're the <laughs> only two saying Hyundai. Well, I mean, I don't know. Look, I get it, right? Hyundai accent. Someone's grandma's got one. Yeah. Well, I, I understand it, it, right? Yeah, it is not a pretty car. It is, and I said to him, "This is a utility car. You got, you know, your your steel rims. It's not aluminum rims. You're going to get in. It's a bit plasticky. Yeah, the seating is is harder foam. You know, it's not pretty. This is not a car you're jumping into and going. Oh, I love this vehicle. I yeah, yeah. I don't want to get out. But it's your first car. Is going to get you where you want to go. You get a scratch on it. You're not going to be upset. You spill some coffee in the wheel wells. You're not going to be upset." You're gonna go. Ah, it's my Hyundai. It's, it, it does what it, it does what it needs to do. And if you need to get a battery because it's not hybrid, you go to the store, you go to Costco, you go to Canadian Tire, and you buy a battery. And away you go. And and any garage, whether it's the agency, whether it's the guy at the corner, is going to be able to fix a if Hyundai that accent. Hyundai is service on a regular schedule. You're not going to have problems with it. And and also, you know. Is it a automatic or a manual? It didn't say. I I would imagine it's automatic, only given that globally a lot of people aren't buying manual well, transmissions. I mean, the third option of the Nissan and the Prius, their CVT gearbox. So that was the other thing. I looked at. I looked at. Oh, and that I said to him. I you know he said now that one was cheaper, for obvious reasons, about the same age, and I said, but it's like driving a John Deere lawnmower. And that's what a CVT is. And I said, I, you know, I guess longevity. I don't. Do CVTs break down? Like, what's, yeah, 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 they do. Then they are. Look, there's the technology and the engineering behind them is is sound. You yeah. know, it's 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 proven and it's very, but man, it's not good to it's drive. Lifeless, you know, yeah, it's just terrible. <laughs> like, what you've got to, what you've got to remember, here, James, is this: you don't want your, your son getting in this car, and then before you know it, you know, he's he's having a having his first child and he's decided to buy some boring Pajero. Yeah. You want to, you want him to enjoy the car and also not go the other way actually and, and get a retaliatory move and then go and buy himself a Dodge Viper because the last yeah. thing you want him to do yeah. is smoking around in one of them. Look, so, no, I, I've poisoned my children in that they don't remember us driving around in a Hyundai Galloper. They were too young, so they don't remember that. After that, we had a Hyundai, I don't remember what it was called. It was, it's before the Mojave, it replaced the Gallopers, four-wheel drive. It didn't last long. They didn't, they didn't stay on you know, Hyundai something, but it was the replacement for the Galloper, came and went. And then we owned, from 2008 on, Wranglers. Well, my boys only want Wranglers. And, you know, first thing he was looking at, some used Wranglers, and I said, son, you, you can't afford the gas for that thing. And B... At least if it breaks down, you can get it fixed. But th- that's going to cost you a little bit more than some of these economy vehicles. So I, I don't think we're looking at sports cars and that stuff. If the-, the default would be, I can't wait to own a Wrangler. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it, I just, I just, for me, the Prius, and look, I've never owned a Prius. I haven't owned a Prius. But as I said, my issue with the Prius is purely just how they're, how they're put together and... Yeah what that 
just just the lack of anyone actually coming out and saying this is what it costs the environment yeah. to be environment environmentally mm. friendly. I just think it's done in the wrong way, and yeah. I don't like them. And I think you just, I'd constantly be scared that the battery was going to fail. I'd be yeah. constantly scared that something that somebody didn't want to fix because a it was uneconomical to fix, or right. b they didn't have the ability to fix. Yeah, you've always got to find a specialist to get them fixed. It's not not for me. You turn up anywhere with a Hyundai accent, and they'll fix it. Yeah. And most of the time, they don't need fixing; they just need servicing. Yeah. Tires, brakes, oil changes. There you know, we go. This just, sort of stuff and exhaust, yeah. cause, you know, kind right. of you've got the, oh, the rain and the salt. They're always gone. Right? So, yeah. you know, that, those sort of things. The, the Nissan was never. I would have considered it over the Prius, that's for sure. Yeah. But this, the gearbox in them is 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 just horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. If someone is out there looking for a used car. What would be on your checklist of things to consider as you're buying? That? And I'm talking entry level. Their price is an issue. They they don't want to spend uh, a ton. What would be on your checklist? Is it a Volkswagen? Okay. No. So <laughs> I'd, look, I'd be the the real important thing is to and understand. Just, I'm gonna get you back. Just back up a little bit from that mic. Yeah. Right, so right, the right. real important thing is to understand why you're buying a car. Right. So are you buying a car to get to work and back? Are you buying a car to impress a member of the opposite sex? Well, same yeah. sex. Mm-hmm. Are you buying a car to take the kids to school? Yeah. Are you buying a car because you just need it for, well, I've got some money in my bank and that it saves me catching the bus. What's the purpose? No, what's the reason? what do you want the car you know, for? Like, then you need to understand, okay, so I'm buying a car because I need it to get to work and back. Get the smallest <laughs> thing that you can drive. That's the easiest thing to park. Yeah. It's going to cost you as little as fuel possible. Fuel prices. Fuel prices. Yeah, you yeah. got to be thinking of that. What's the yeah. fuel economy on this thing? Yeah, I mean the 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 good thing about having a uh, uh, the good thing about having a narrow view on on okay, I want to think about today, and I need a car that's going to save me money on fuel or not cost me money on fuel. Yeah. Well, that's also good long term because it's less polluting to the environment. Like that's that's a good thing to do. So it's not an entirely selfish viewpoint in the end. Mm. What what is important with any car is that you try and get someone to check it before you buy it. So yeah, and and I and I I can't stress this enough. You're gonna no matter where you're looking at a vehicle, someone's gonna say, "Hey, it's all great. Here's the piece of paper. We've done our due diligence." It's like, yeah, I'm sure you have, but you're trying to sell me the car. You're gonna make some cash off this. Maybe there's something in your mind that oh, it's not that important. Get a third party evaluation of that vehicle. Yeah, definitely, and and it's. We do them here, and, and most independent garages will in most countries around the world. And, you know, it's 250 dirhams, 300 dirhams, depending on the vehicle, and if you've yeah. got any kind of discount with us. Like, that's money well spent. Like, yeah. That's peace of mind. It, now, it's only a visual inspection, and it's, it's there, but the, the biggest benefit I find our customers appreciate the most is that we go through the vehicle, we give them everything, and it's a used vehicle, there will be problems, and we're looking for problems, and something that we might not report on a service, or we might just make a note of, we're gonna write down and make a big deal out of here, because you need to know about it. Um, Not just for your own sake, but we've also got to worry about ours. And if you get to a situation where you bring a car, we check it, and then two minutes later you go down and do the exchange of ownership and you take it down the road and then tire blows out yeah 
and we could have seen that or we should have seen that or a brake pad falls out of the caliper because it's worn out or you go for test to change the ownership and it fails the test could happen why isn't you why haven't we checked it so so they have to be checked very very critically and and there's a lot you can see visually you yeah. know rubber rubber wearing out wear patterns yeah leaking yeah, yeah. but the, the the most valuable part of a vehicle inspection is sitting down with the with the workshop that's doing it and understanding what that car is going to cost you over the next year or two yeah. and just normal stuff what you're going to expect is how much brakes are how much oil changes are how much the filters are when you do the bigger services, what the spark plugs cost in the case of a petrol engine, what it costs to put tires on it, this sort of stuff, how often yeah. they break down in, in general. Now, obviously, we only ever see bad cars. Yeah. And I can give you two examples here, and this isn't trying to be specific to these vehicles and, and models of vehicle, but I've got two friends, both from the UK, both living here, obviously. One came to me about a Range Rover Sport, and I told him not to buy it. He bought it. He spent 40,000 dirhams on that vehicle oh, in the no. last 18 months. Is he is he in love with this vehicle? Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah. it's a passion project. Well, not really. <laughs> now no, it's just, just a money pit. So, yeah. Yeah. And every time he brings it in, me and him are arguing. <laughs> because he's, I can't, I only came in for this, and why have you sent me a bill? You've had your pictures, you've had your videos, I told yeah. you not to buy yeah. the car. Yeah. And then the other one is the next six. Oh. And my friend bought, went, sorry, next five. He went to look at the next five. Oh. I said, don't buy it. He didn't buy it. He went and bought a different one. But he and still I've bought just one. sent him an estimate for 23,000 dirhams yeah. two weeks after he bought it. He, did, he bought it without me checking it. So, And are the things that you sent him this bill for things you would have noticed on an inspection? Every single one of those <gasps> things on there we've seen on an inspection when it came in after he'd bought it. And every single one of those things I told him would happen on that car. Oh. And he still bought it. So the first one he looked at, I didn't buy it. It had an oil leak. And I said, well, don't buy that. Yeah. because you'll not get it through the test and where it was leaking from was engine out it's always the same yeah and i went through and told him all the other stuff that was wrong with him and then he bought the other one it's got every single thing that went wrong with it and the seller kindly <laughs> refilled the ac gas the day they sold it so the oh, ac was working until the next day yeah and he's laughing he's laughing he's going yeah you got it's going to get through it's going to get through and then buyer beware yeah so garages for advice on cost of ownership how often they break down obviously we give you the cynical side because we only well, see the bad ones but but you want the cynical side because you're seeing the downside of these vehicles so you can you can talk to someone who's going to buy it and say hey just so you know yeah given the age given what i'm seeing this is what you can expect to spend well, over the next five you years look at the you, you if you if you look at the psychology of the of the moment of buying a car you've got money in your pocket or in the bank ready to hand over and you're going to buy a car, and especially when it's your first car. Yeah. You know, whether it's your first car ever, like in this sort of instance, or it's your first car in a new country. And like here, as a Brit, I can tell you, I understand why fellow Brits buy Range Rovers. Sure. And, and, and X5, V8, X5s, because in the UK, you can get them, but the road tax is thousands of pounds yeah. a year, and the fuel is astronomically expensive. So nobody's doing it. Yeah. And also, you look like you're... Well, I trade in narcotics, but the, <laughs> or, you're, or you're part of the royal family because you well, look yeah, at those yeah, guys and they're fine, driving around in that. And King Charles drives that. I'm, you know, you're standing in front of it. You're and you're you're making the peace sign. Yeah. Up. Well, most people that get them here, I understand the reason for it, but it always ends in tears. And yeah. you know, I personally, um, 
like I said, just think of the psychology of it. You've got the money, you want to buy a car, you're just happy to do it. And it happens in showrooms all around the world where yeah. you sit down with the sales executive and it's like, okay, we run the finance, you've been approved for the finance, it's going to be 2,500 per month. Do you want to, you know, do you want to add this, this 10,000 extra of chrome paint with uh, diamond cut wheels? It's only going to add another hundred dirhams a month to the finance. Yeah, yeah why yeah. not? Why not? That's why every car here has got a heated steering wheel, heated front screen, <laughs> which you don't need. You don't need, but they've been added on because it's only another fifty dirhams a month on your payment. Yeah, crazy. And yeah. but the psychology of it is, oh yeah, just yeah, yeah, great. I'm happy. I'm great, and it smells good. It looks good. It's yeah. clean. It's, it drives okay. Yeah. And then you get the problems. <laughs> now I'm not trying to say all cars are like that, and we work with a few showrooms, and there's there's some there's people here that, you know, if anyone wanted to reach out, I would always recommend to go and speak to about used cars from from showrooms and even new cars. But when you're buying a vehicle privately, the person selling it is just a person. Yeah, they don't even necessarily know there's a problem with their car. Yeah. Sometimes they might but not necessarily. They're not necessarily experts on it. So you could sell me a car completely oblivious that there's a problem. Yeah. I come and buy it. We get on. I think, oh, you know, James is a great guy. He's honest. He, you know, he's got a good service history on this car. I take it away and the gearbox was all over the place. Yeah. You didn't know that. You've been driving it and it gradually deteriorated to the point where you didn't realize. I get in it, take it to the garage. It doesn't seem right. And the garage say, hey, you need a new gearbox. Yeah. That, that, whose fault is that, right? Whereas yeah. if you get it inspected beforehand everybody's good to go now back to the original sort of point of your son buying a car i with all those things in mind with a list of three nissan hyundai and prius i would expect the hyundai to have been looked after better you can go into that more if you want and i would also expect it to be cheaper to fix mm. and for me that was the car to go for tell me about the go, let's go into this looked after better why would you say that because of the demographic that own the cars so I don't have data on it, but I can only give you anecdotally from what we see in here. Now in Canada, it's a different market, I get it. But as we've said before, the Hyundai, the sort of turn your nose up attitude, I think comes from the fact that, you know, Grandma Beryl's got one of those and she just goes yeah. to the shop in it every day. <laughs> the reason Grandma Beryl's got one of those is because Grandma Beryl can't be bothered to go to the garage every three weeks with a problem. Yeah, It's reliable. They're fantastic value for money. Really good value for money. She, we're know. talking 2017 year model yeah. here. I mean, that's yeah. fairly new. They've got decent sized boots. They're reasonable mm. to get in and out of. You know, they're easy to park. They good visibility out of them. They're frugal on fuel. The gearbox is easy to use and drive. I I just can't see that in terms of a pure utility, practicality. That car's a good car for the first car. Now the Nissans are so reliable and so no frills that yeah. it was a versa wasn't it yeah they're so low low frills and so reliable they're never in a garage ever hmm. so i sent you some videos yesterday or the day before of one that we've just finished with the usual sludge problem yeah the lady owned that car for three years without changing the oil on it it's oh three years oh my never had a problem with it yeah never had had a warning light a noise, an issue with it not starting. She's not even put a battery on it. So it's I, I, never been to a garage. I, I want one of those. It's never been to a garage. <laughs> That's my Dihatsu Syrian that I owned. Right, Same thing. so yeah. she gets she gets a, 
a, a comment or something from a friend saying, oh, you know, you, uh, where do you get your car service? And she's like, oh, I don't. What's that? Season advert for a service company here that that uh, basically are like a broker that take your car to one of many garages and get it serviced and act as a middleman. They've taken it in and they've refused to change the oil because of the condition of the existing oil. And they've quoted to take the engine apart completely and clean right. it, which is a nonsense. But anyway, so we've we she she knew us from bodywork that we'd repaired on a previous vehicle or a second vehicle, and she asked if we'd do it, and we got it in and we cleaned it out. That wouldn't have happened on a say what you want about a Range Rover. That wouldn't have happened on a Range Rover yeah. because the Range Rover's got problems and it comes in and then the service stays in. <laughs> so easy to put it out of your mind. It's a domino effect. So and. And I can tell you, the Mitsubishi's and the Nissan's are the two biggest culprits when it comes to engine sludge. And that's not because they cre- they that there are reasons that they create more carbon because the engines aren't as refined as a European one, for example. Which is crazy when I think Nissan and Mitsubishi, because they're both Japanese vehicles. Yeah. And you think, top-of-the-line technology. Uh, no, no not the these. engines aren't. The internal combustion yeah. side isn't. and because they're milking it they know that they're coming to an end that's that's in my mind the nissan is the example we had an infinity in that had blown a spark plug out of the head i've never heard of that happening blown it straight out of the head a qx80 it was it was misfiring obviously running on seven cylinders one of them just venting fuel vapors in (laughs) into the the sounded awful not a warning light on what no engine light on no any light on nothing customer noticed that car was shaking make a bit of a noise Wow. Now, I go out there and start that RS5 up, and I'll go under the bonnet and just touch the top of the coil pack, and the engine light will come on because yeah. it's super sensitive because it has to be because you've got to look yeah. after the environment and make sure the cats don't yeah. get damaged and etc. and yeah. European emissions regulations, blah, 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 for good or for bad, that's the difference. So if you've got a Nissan that can blow a spark plug out of the head and not put an engine light on, yeah. How are you ever going to get it to remind you? And they don't have service lights. How are you going to get it to remind you to take it in for an oil change? You're busy, right? You're busy. Especially yeah. like, how old is your son? He's, he's got things to do. Yeah. Do service in the car. I yeah. remember having my yeah. first car. And obviously, I was like around, you know, my granddad fixing his own car. And I was doing stuff with touring cars and, you know, working with VW. And I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. But I, I remember. It being a sort of, my granddad being like, are we servicing that? What? Are we servicing your car? And get the ramps out and put it on the drive and do it. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to the snooker centre or I'm going out with my mates or yeah. I'm picking some sort from the train station or United at home, I'm going driving today. And he's just like shaking his head at me, being like, I've taught you better than this, what are you doing? But yeah. you're young and you've got stuff to do. Yeah. And, and I, so, unless the car's screaming at you all the time to go to the garage, yeah. no, you're never going to get it done. So, for me, the Hyundai was the better option to go. The Prius was just a ticking time bomb, in my opinion, regardless yeah. of reliability of the rest of it. it just, for me, it's too easy to get into that car one day and then never be able to get back into it because it's uneconomical to fix. Yeah. That was my concern. Now, this comes from completely unqualified view because I've never owned one. Right. And we've not had one in here that's had to have that problem fixed. Mm. But they're getting to the age now where you'd expect it. So Hyundai... You threw the Nissan in after the Nissan wouldn't have got in the conversation because the the Hyundai for me is is better in every way. Yeah. So I'm I'm waiting to see. Still looking. 
We'll we'll see where this goes. But I I, I did warn him. I said, look, you're going to go check this out. Don't be pressured. If it's not a fit, you're, if you've got a lingering any thought in the back of your mind, walk away, keep looking. And I said, it's it's May. People are going to start getting rid of things. It's in the driveway. They're yeah. thinking summer summer holiday. Hey, I've got this beater in the driveway. We got to get rid of it. Let's go trade it in. Yep. So you've got time. Yeah, yeah. There's no need to rush when it comes to buying a car. And like he's he's gone all this time without one. Yeah. So one week, one month more is no no big deal. Yeah. And and I I keep saying talk around to your friends, talk around to ask them where they're where they're getting their car serviced. Ask them where they're where they've got their car from. Put the word out within your network that hey, I'm looking for a car. Figure out the garage you're going to use. You know, like if you figure out where you're going to actually be taking this car. Yeah, that's a not big... a bad idea to ask them. So, he's, he's like for example, if he's here and he comes in and asks me, you know, after I've gone through Golf, Tiguan, T Rock, all the VW stuff, and then we get to okay, this is what I actually want. I'm going to go through. Okay, well, have a look around. What have we got a lot of in? Probably an idea to avoid those, right? <laughs> um, green oval, and then you've got things with. Okay, so genuinely. How are you paying for the car? Are you paying it outright or are you paying finance? And then how much can you afford every month on the car? Because that's that's something that people but don't pe- realize. Pe- and this this is a really big one. You're you're getting your car financed. Let's say you know, let's this for the sake of things, let's say we're going financing a little bit down because you're on a fixed budget. You're gonna have to put money away monthly for the repairs. You might not spend it in the first five months, six months, but you're gonna need tires eventually. Yeah. And then you're gonna have to be out of pocket. You know, the tires are expensive. Yeah. Even the cheap tires, inexpensive are, tires the, are expensive. The, the, a tire isn't like an oil change where it can go till next month or next payday. No. Yeah. Tire blows out or a tire goes flat. You need it now. Otherwise, your cars, are, you can't use it. In Canada, you need winter tires. Yeah. So you've got your summer tires. Yeah, two sets. Now yeah. you got to take, are you going to keep them on the same rims? Maybe. But if you're going to go change them, someone's got to take them off. Yeah, yeah. And where are you going to store those things? And now you got to go buy your winter tires. You're going to get good winter tires. Yeah. Probably you want to. Now those good ones, the you know Blizzaks or whatever. There's all sorts of ice technology tires that that stick to stuff. Those are expensive too. Mm. So now you got another set of tires. Tire changing. Yeah. You got you got to you got to put different oil in for the winter, so you got to go and get a service for sure. Yes, I mean you yeah. got to plan for this. I mean, we obviously. I don't think people do that. No, and and again, back to the example of here, like I can't get finance on a car. So I'm self-employed. There's no no way of doing that. I don't have a, a, a regular income. There's no way of getting finance on a car. But I I know obviously a lot of our customers have vehicles under finance, whether they bought them new or used. The problem is that. And again, to use the example of a Range Rover, anyone that's ever got in a Range Rover and not thought this is nice, a current one, obviously, I'm yeah. not talking about going and getting one from the 80s now, but you get, in, you get in a current Range Rover and say, this is nice, like what a seating position it looks. Yeah. The, that, those new Range Rovers are <laughs> nice. And every time one comes out, it's the same. They're beautiful inside, they're comfortable, they're powerful, they're quiet. Everything's good about them. But you get that on finance, and some of these top end ones are seven fifty, eight hundred thousand dirhams. If you if you go bells Man, and whistles I, on it, you know, <laughs> you make my heart skip a beat when I hear seven hundred grand you get for a car. To, you know, some of the really really fancy ones. You I can't get to, do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. This is all, all you know. But 
But people go and let's say they finance 350,000 dirhams on it. My, my heart starts to beat at 70,000 dirhams. <laughs> let's say someone finances 350,000 on a, on, a, on a top Range Rover. Now, over five years, interest and everything included, your monthly payment is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And then to then go and need to put a set of tires on it, which the OE tires on that are going to cost you six, 7,000. That's going to happen all at once, possibly. Uh, yeah. You've already paid, your salary comes in and you've got your car payment and then, oh, I need tires. And, oh, they took the tires off and actually there's a leak from a brake line or there's a leak from a brake caliper or the brakes need changing or... you got a 20,000 Durham bill you know, coming you, in. You drive to work and the brake pad warning light comes on or you drive to work and the AC stops working. Okay, in the case of new, you've probably got warranty for AC, but you don't have any warranty on tires and brakes. Yeah. And if it's used and you get an AC problem, there yeah. ain't no warranty. Oh, man. An AC can be expensive. You know, if it, if the if there's a leak and it's a small seal, then it's a couple hundred dirhams with labor and gas and you sorted. If it's a leak because the evaporator in the dashboard is leaking, it's dashboard out, and then you've got your car apart. For, uh, and so not only are you fixing the car, it's off the road for a week. Yeah, you need a rental now for a week, and the rental guys are laughing. Yeah, so it's really important oh. to sit down with, with the people who you're going to use to fix the car and go through what's this car actually going to be like yeah. cost-wise. Give me worst-case scenario so that it's never going to make it nice. It's never going to make yeah. it good. And we've talked before about always giving people bad news. You know, but that, at least you're not shocked as you, much as you would have been. I, I'm not living where my son is. And so this is always something that scares me a little bit because who, who does he have to go and talk to? So I got a couple of good friends, but it was an interesting one yesterday. And this is just a side story. He, he's, we're talking, he says, you know, my, my girlfriend's dad spoke to me for like the first time. <laughs> we had a, nice. full, we had a full conversation. She wasn't even there. And I'm going and go, I'm kind of going, well, okay. You start, you started a new job for the summer. He's working landscaping and I'm like, and my wife and I were laughing because we're saying here, if you work in landscaping, people look down at you. In the rest of the world, if you work in landscaping, that is a serious trade. And he, he's, I, I said to him, so how, how's the job? Because he, he's a, a, a district director for a group of pools as well. Oh, okay. And he's kind of thinking, maybe I'll do this instead. And I said, how's the job? He said, I don't know if I can do this all summer. And I said, why? He says, it's, it's backbreaking. It's, it's, it's killing me. And I said, it's the gym. He goes, yeah, but it's the gym for 12 hours a day. And I said, but once those muscles get toned a little bit, you're going to, you're going to be in great shape. He says, I was pushing a lawnmower uphill for two hours. I said, that's good quad work. <laughs> yeah. That's one way of looking you know, the, at it. I mean, the first week of doing some of that backbreaking stuff with muscles that you don't use. Yeah, it's hard, but otherwise, so Back to how this all fits in, talking to the dad who now has talked to him, because and he thinks because he's doing a man's man's job. He says, and I'm thinking, talk to talk to the guy. Find out where he gets his cars fixed. Find, just so you can have an idea or go to, you know, go to your godfather and say, hey, where did you get your cars fixed? So that you have a reference point. Otherwise, you're just pulling straws out of a hat and you know, trying to figure it out. But you need to, you need, and I think people don't have that conversation with a garage too, too seldom until it's, oh. until they bought the vehicle yeah. and now they're forking out a lot of money yeah. and the person's going, oh, I could have told you about this. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's, it sounds like, a, it sounds like we're overcomplicating what should be a simple, I need a car, you've got a car, I've got some money, let's, let's do an exchange. And, and I get it. But 
especially in the case of your son where it's his first car like yeah. This 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 is a good habit to to yeah. to grow into to to start early. I mean, I'm just looking here on on the internet on Yellow Motor, so you can spec a new autobiography <laughs> Range Rover. You can spec it to two hundred forty thousand US dollars. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> so you've got the average price. Of not the, in my life. So the average price of the full fat big proper Range Rover probably a v8 autobiography like the proper one the one that king charles has smoked well he's got a diesel probably well maybe not well, maybe not i think he's probably oh, got one of well, each. the average price of one of those so this is an average six hundred and fifty-four thousand dirhams yeah not happening yeah uh, and uh hey, hey changing directions here just a little bit and if no one's if you're not following powerworks garage on instagram Follow PowerWorks Garage on Instagram because, I mean, you, you show a lot of great, cool vehicles that are coming through. You show things to look at and be aware of, you know, bushings. You show them when they're good. You show them when they're bad. You show, I mean, it's it's just a, a nice, informative Instagram page to give you an idea what's going on. You you had my aspirational car there. Now, I mean, I, I love a Trans Am. So, you know, Trans Am or Camaro, any day. I know DJ's got one. I, I love those vehicles. And would own one drop of a hat because growing up, that was the car. And the Camaro was kind of rounded. I mean, that was the car, though, when I was a kid. But the car I really want, you had one in the other day. It was up on Instagram two days ago. You had a Corvette. And that was a C6, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a six, which I, I just went, I would love to own a Corvette. Now I'd have to, you know, getting into it would be a pain in the neck. Yeah. Getting out of it would be a pain in the neck. A literal pain in the <laughs> yeah. neck for me as well. But I just, and maybe it's because I'm from North America. Maybe it's because we saw vets around all the time. But when I see, you know, the C4, C3, C4, C5, C6, any, anywhere in there, you know, C3 would be even better. It's it's got the horrible engine in it and it's, it's really yeah, a rough ride. Weird, but, it was a weird time for cars then, wasn't but, it? But, I, I I just love the idea of a Corvette. And, the, you know, when you look at the C6, big engine, it's, it looks fun, but it's affordable. Stupid, stupid, uh, <laughs> stupid vehicle. <laughs> my, tell me good, why, tell me why. One of my good friends, Mike, had, had one, and then he bought a 7 when the 7s came out and sold it back. He worked for Gandhi, yeah. bought it ordered it as soon as the pre-order was available yeah. and then sold it back to them for 30,000 profits. They didn't have any for the showroom. His was one of the first ones with the automatic. I think there was some, something changed on the gearbox and then he sold it back to them. But the proportions of it are, 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 are absurd. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, I think okay, that, it's got I think that's engine. what I love. It's, yeah, no. And, I, and that's the, that's, that was what I was going to get to. That's the whole point of a special car. Yeah. It's the it's the opposite of the accent. There's there's no practicality in a Corvette. You can't yeah. get over speed bumps at all. No. And when you do, you've got to go so slow. And there's someone wailing past you in a <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> and it's so low that you can't see anything. Yeah. And the and it's fuel fiber, economy doesn't exist. It's fiber class body. Yeah. But it, and they're they are fun to drive and they make a nice noise. Uh, yeah. You just hear everything else. And they're they're when you think of the cars that they're up against, which might be better, but 
it, it's got the look, it's got it's the a, speed, you see, and it's value. You I mean, see it, these people, though, right? You, you, you see, you'll get like when Audi finally released the R8 in 2007 or six, whenever it was, and they were saying, oh, you know, the price point puts it up against, a, you know, it's cheaper than a Gallardo. And it's and it's more expensive than a nine eleven. It, well, it's not. It's a different. <laughs> like the Corvette. What's the Corvette like? What's it like? It's like a Dodge Viper, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. Guess. Maybe. What's it like? It's not. It's it's, it's of an, yeah. It is of its own thing, and that's the appeal for me. Yeah. We've talked before about how all cars look the same. Yeah. I've just mentioned the Range Rover. Nobody can make a car that looks like a Range Rover. No. I love the Range Rover. Yeah. It's very distinct. Yeah, and that's the point. Like, you put an old Range Rover, line them all up against one another and they all look the same. Yeah. They changed lights and the well, sleeper. It's kind of like a Jeep. But Jeep you see, is the same the kind Jeep's of thing. the same. You Jeep get Wrangler. The, you've got the breed, whether yeah. it's the grill like in the instance with the Jeep or you can't say that. You say you take a Land Cruiser, <laughs> Toyota Land Cruiser, you don't get that. No. You don't really even really get it on the Corolla. Yeah. Like they're totally yeah. different. There's yeah. no yeah. continuity of breed. But the Corvettes, have always been, and obviously it's like you said, it's, it's kind of the special side of General Motors. Yeah. And they're cool. Yeah. They yeah. are, they are cool. But then again, having said that, you mentioned DJ's Camaro, his SS, that's tuned and that is yeah. quicker than that. Yeah, I, 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 and it's more violent. Yeah. Because I, of how it is. And I, I like a Camaro over, you call it a Camaro, I call it a Camaro. I take the Camaro over a Mustang. I, I think... It's just, it's a muscle car. Yeah, yeah. And we get a couple of Mustangs in here that are manual, though. Oh, see, that's nice. And they're cool. Yeah, if you can get if you can get a manual gearbox, yeah, well, that changes with a, everything. With a Coyote engine with the Roush exhaust on it, they sound. <laughs> there we go. And it's nice to drive. <laughs> and he's Canadian, so pilot that one. There we go. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, they're they're different, aren't they? Yeah, that, that's the that's the whole appeal, I think. And yeah. you know, I I didn't know till we had an American working for us, how it's almost vitriolic. Yeah, yeah. You either like General Motors, <laughs> Chrysler, or yeah, Ford. Yeah, yeah. And if you like one of them, the other two are owned by the dregs of society, yeah, in yeah. your opinion. I am not owning a Ford. You know, and as much as a Ford F-150 is fabulous and they've got the Bronco, I'm not owning a Ford. Yeah, I never um, really understood how I'll go, I'm, I'm, was. My brother's a GM guy. I... I I find myself in, you know, I like GM. I, I like that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a Chrysler guy. I like Chrysler products. So, you know, he's GM. I probably, I mean, I live in the Jeep world, so I'm, I'm a Chrysler guy. And I, you know, I, I just would, I love driving some Ford stuff, but I'm not going to own any Ford stuff. And it's like, oh, this is great Ford, great deal. It's like, yeah, it ain't happening. And it's, yeah, in North America, you, you fall literally yeah. into one camp. And, yeah. and if you're, you know, the, the Buicks, which they don't sell here, those are nice too. I could, I could live in a Buick. You know, that's, that, but that's not happening here. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's cars like the Corvette that build loyalty to manufacturers yeah. you know if you if you think about the iconic manufacturers they've all got an iconic car right you know you you, you mentioned ford well obviously it'd be the mustang i think for yeah. most people they've got other cars like the broncos come back and it's massively popular because yeah. the old ones were cool yeah ford but, ltd yeah you know like you've got <laughs> the taurus well yeah but you know these general motors 
you've got things like Chevrolet, you've got the Escalade, you've got the Camaro, you've got yeah. these kind of cars that people remember. Then you've, you've got, got the Tahoe. I mean, well, everyone knows. Yeah, but the cars that are on people's bedrooms wall, oh, bedroom yeah. walls, you yeah, know, yeah. like the, es- the 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 cars like in rap videos. Yeah. These sort yeah. of things that people have and, and all the big manufacturers that are still about. But when you get down, and this is what it is, this goes right back to the beginning. Hyundai haven't really mm. got yeah. that wow. No. They made that. Like Kia and Hyundai. Kia did the Stinger, but it's not quite a bedroom Ooh, wall car. Yeah. As good as we might yeah, think it yeah, is and yeah, people yeah. that have owned one, but it's not a bedroom wall no. car. And they've stopped making it. There's no longevity to it because people don't go yeah. to Kia for that. And I think they've kind of accepted it in the fact that they've stopped making it. But yeah. Toyota, they did the Supra. Yeah. <sighs> and, you know? you know, and that Supra's back now. Totally different shape. Yeah, but, yeah. but thanks to BMW and but everything it, else. It looks pretty nice. But they've got the Supra yeah. in there. You know, Mitsubishi even. They they had, what was it, the the... Two, was it 2000 GT whatever it was they they even they and then obviously the Evo for the rally yeah yeah so yeah we have the Impreza from the rally right right all these big brands have all got that but then you go back to the Hyundai what have they done <laughs> nothing I mean you watch the Hyundai like watch yeah, the yeah. N series rally cars and they're ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah but they are road cars technically but you know yeah Hyundai is look at the end of the day Hyundai is a car that is just gonna work it just works turn it on and i think that's actually a honda a honda ad thing it just works well honda though they did the nsx yeah yeah there we go you know even the s2000 even the civics even the yeah. civic type <laughs> bars and stuff like yeah you know you could go through all the vehicle manufacturers and it'd be a podcast in and of itself and write them all down and then each of us write what we think the iconic car is like you take an example of a vw is it the beetle or is it the camper van is it the golf gti <sighs> there's three in there and it's, it's hard it. to choose right See, I, 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 I mean, I don't have to choose. It's the GTI at the end. It's the GTI. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love the camper van, and yeah, the Beatles, but it's the GTI. Yeah. When you think yeah. golf, you you just have to say Volkswagen, GTI. Everyone instantly is transported to. Oh yeah, I've been in a GTI. Yeah. That thing is just knocking everyone off the lights. See, for an Audi, I'd I'd still say the Quattro. Oh yeah, for sure. Over the yeah. R8. Yeah. I don't even think the R8 gets a look in when you talk about what the Quattro was. I saw an R8 yesterday. I saw what you meant about that, the design of the R changing. Mm. The, the uh, Golf R. Yeah. So not the R8, mm. but the Golf yeah. R. I saw yeah. one. So, sorry, but you, the, you said the word R and it's like, I gotta get this. Because <laughs> yeah. when you said that, I said, whatever. And But I saw one and it was the R that kind of lined up with the four chrome exhaust pipes that made me go, yeah, this car's on its way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just let the apprentices have a go at designing it. Yeah. it, it but whoever owned it still had the, the sheet on the side window. And, and it wasn't the top for fuel economy, but it was the second it's one. It's still only a four-cylinder. It's the second one. And I went, yeah. well, there you go. That's and it. Yeah, nobody, I mean, I don't know if they have drift mode here. I don't know, but it I looked, think they turned, there was some countries that were not allowing it to have drift mode on I, it, but... I don't know what I don't want. I just I yeah. took one look at it as I drove by. It was a yeah. midnight blue, not tinted since windows. I, you know, since so, I I want one. Since we've been getting more and more club sports tonight, the R doesn't really get a look in for me. They're so different inside. The R, the height of the floor is so it's so for me as a freak. It makes <laughs> yeah. a difference sitting yeah. in the car in the back. Hmm. So I I I take the nice club instrument spot. display. The guy cut me off trying to get around somewhere, and then I I was just happy because I caught up to him and passed him. So I slowed down just enough to give him a, a wink and a smile as I 
scooched past, so that yeah. was nice. I also did pass uh, a Lamborghini the other day. Hey, on, we've got a special one coming in next week. Shakes, I, oh, can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I passed a Lamborghini, and I felt really good. I did it, let out a big cheer, shocked the wife. I said, I just passed, I just, I just beat a Lamborghini on Sheikh Zayed. There's a guy who, uh, <laughs> there's a guy on YouTube or TikTok or whichever one it is who, who, who whatever he's got his missus in the car with him, videos him going past supercars and he's like, you want to race them flat out? And she just, you can hear the embarrassment in her face. He's not racing yeah. you. He doesn't even, he's, I beat him. Yeah, I beat him. him. I've done him. So, yeah, it's good content that. It's good content. Uh, yeah, a lot of good things. Oh, this is, I want to get a big shout out to Andrew Salmaso, my brother-in-law. And uh, he, uh, the world needs to know this. For 30 years, I've been talking to my brother-in-law, Andrew Salmaso. And uh, he has a, a place up in Laximont, Quebec. Nice little cottage on an island. This lake is famous for landlocked salmon. Wawanish, they're called. But they only come out in the spring. And for 30 years, he's been telling me about the Wawanish that are monsters in this lake. And for 30 years, he's never been able to produce one. <laughs> for 30 years, I've been asking him every time I see him. You know, I mean, we're talking broken <laughs> record. 30 years. You can only imagine how often I've... Off the uh, Christmas card uh, list. How, how's, how's that Wawanish? Any update on the Wawanish? And it's like, you know, sometimes he has to pause. He goes, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah. The broken record is here in the room. Sends me a, sends me a picture. He's got two of them. He says, I'm back in spring fishing... Nice. I got two Wawanish. And, and all I notice is, you know, when you, you see people doing land sea rescue on those helicopters and they're wearing those survival suits, wherever he was fishing was so freaking cold. He's wearing one of those fishing. Oh, Canada. Yeah. But Canada. he's got two Wawanish. So, you know, big shout out to, to the man nice. who, who, uh, it was, what's, what's he driving? Uh, I'm thinking he's driving a Ram pickup King cab. With Hemi's, I'm pretty sure that's what he was driving. Nice. And you know, he he's a rock scaler, so you know, you gotta have whatever suspension is on that thing that is gonna be able to go off road and yeah, deep off road. So yeah. yeah, he drives a machine. I like the Rams over the F one fifties. Yeah. You got better equipment in them. Yeah, they just look nice. I just like having yeah. that big ram on the front and the grill. One of our customers just sold his fifteen hundred and bought a TRX. Oh. So it's like oh. the Raptor kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, they'll hate me for saying that, but you know, most people know what the Raptor is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, mental, mental <laughs> car, like almost wheeling. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's well happy with it. Oh man. Hey, you know what? This has been a lot of fun, Glenn. Uh, if you're if you're watching, hey, give us a shout out, follow us, tag us, share us, send a question in. If you're listening, whether it be on whatever podcast channel, give us a thumbs up you're on the radio whatsapp through tell people hey you know what i'm listening to you on talk 100.3 we we you're you're part of the family great to have you along for the ride and as always love dropping in here to powerworks garage and hooking up with glenn and having a conference i thought that sounded wrong hooking up with glenn that sounded really wrong on video there's proof it never happened (laughs) (laughs) but you know always great conversations and look forward to doing it again really soon i'm james pikeway you are glenn power This is the PowerWorks Podcast.